Welcome back to another episode of Where to Start. It is I, your host, Patrick P, aka P Squared, and today we will be discussing the upcoming season of My Hero Academia Season 5. Um, just to let you guys know, I do read the manga, and um, some things are... I would try not to spoil it too much. Most of these are just speculations of where the series will end. We're not saying where the season itself will end. And also how they're going to structure it mainly. Like how the structure is going to be like. But I will try my best not to spoil anything, truthfully. And I'll try to make sure like certain characters' names aren't dropped or nothing too big is revealed if you just watch the anime mainly and looking forward for the upcoming season. Uh, first things first, by the way, um, this season will be a very big season um, by all accounts. Like... I know the whole season three with um, All Might, him fighting All For One, that was very big. But this season may change how a lot of people view My Hero that aren't really on the bandwagon right now and may actually help grow the fan base. Um, personally, me, I'm really interested in the second arc um, in this season. Like, My Hero does this thing either two arcs or the two big arcs and one small arc in between to migrate to the next thing. But the second arc, though, for those that only watch the anime, you're going to be really, really happy when you get there and really shocked by how the anime may change how you think things are going on for the rest of the season and for the rest of the series of My Hero Academia. And by all means, I'm not saying that the first arc isn't significant, but comparing it to the second part of season five, it's not even close to the hype. Um, also, the Liberation Army, which most of the anime only has heard this name or heard the phrase Liberation Army before. I think they mentioned it back in Season 4, um, Episode 19, during the talkings of the different major villains out there. But you kind of already know what the Liberation Army's ideals are. Uh, within the My Hero Universe, uh, they feel like Quirk should be treated um, kind of like an everyday thing. Like, it's your part of their nature, like walking, like talking. Quirk should be something that everyone has access to. But we know that this isn't the case. It's kind of like back in season two when the whole Ida was acting on revenge for his brother and how Midoriya and Shoto came right in time to save him. But what happened afterwards is that even though they did the right thing in all contexts and all of us agreed, they did the right thing with helping their friend out, confronting this criminal and taking them down, they weren't seen as doing the right thing by the law. They were scolded by it. Um, and by that whole rubric of how society works in My Hero, they actually did the wrong thing and should have told a hero to come by to help them out instead of them going themselves. Cause mind you, by that time, they didn't really have the hero provision license. They're not a licensed hero at that point. They were just doing it as a study or as a like an internship of sorts. So they, never, they weren't actually given the permission to apprehend criminals without actual heroes there with them. And a really good example to why um, this matters about them not getting the actual license to it is like when we saw Gentle in the previous seasons when he tried to save someone randomly in the street and we saw the outcome of that. He actually killed a hero on duty because he did the wrong thing with his quirk. He wasn't praying properly. You know, the protocols didn't know how to work with other people. So we see where the show comes into play saying, hey, this is why this is in place because we don't want people to get hurt 
are proven to be liable to hurt someone else and there's no per se repercussions or there's no pointing of fingers to say, hey, he has a license, he's supposed to do this. If he doesn't do this without a license, he's not supposed to do it whatsoever. So the Liberation Army wants everyone to not be regulated by the rules of the government on how they should use their quirks or be free to use them. Pretty much use them as second nature, like I said earlier. Now the Liberation Front is seen as a small organiza organization of people, but it's a lot bigger than that. Um, you kind of get that hint towards it when they're mentioned them back in season four. But in terms of my hearing what the other heroes see it and what the government sees it as, it's like a small little group of people trying to make a buzz. Um, but they're a lot bigger than that. And that's where the second arc of season five really comes into play because it's going to be focused on that group in a way that you couldn't imagine it be done. And I know that a lot of people that only watch anime has been hearing or seeing like flashes of articles out there, either from Instagram or just random ads about the villain arc that was very popular recently in the manga realm of things. Uh, a lot of people are like, when does the villain arc actually start? Is it starting now? Is it way later, like season six, season seven, because of how, how far ahead the manga is? But actually the villain arc technically starts back in season three when they were getting the provisional license, believe it or not. That's actually where it actually starts off. Not when the whole um, villains came the first time around, not later, but actually at that point in time, that's when you actually get started in the villain arc. And you see a lot of flashes back and forth between class 1A and the League of Villains and how they're progressing in their um, aspect of things compared to class 1A. And just to give a, a little bit of insight about season five and not revealing too much to those that don't read the manga, um, this arc, you will see a lot of characters um, differently. Like their character and actually their thought process of things. You may think you know a character, but in actuality, they're a lot more complex and have a lot more depth to them than how you think things are actually going. And it's not like in the simple sense of how Kirishima had his moment fighting Overhaul's underling and how that he had this whole flashback with Mina and how they were connected from being in the same um, middle school and all that. No, this is a, a lot bigger type of character development and how deep it is. It's more like how we saw Shoto's past with his dad and everyone was buzzing about it back in season two when him and Midori were fighting each other is that type of bombshell of moments you'll get on and on and on again throughout the second arc of season five. So I'm anticipating that during the later half of the season, there were a lot of hype and a lot of trending for my hero, unless Attack on Titan keeps going, then I, I gotta give it Attack on Titan on that one. But it looks like Attack on Titan might have a second part season, but it's a whole different um, episode on that. But in terms of just raw hype, you will be hyped continuously throughout the second arc of season five, guaranteed. Guaranteed you will be. Also, just to um, clarify some things too, season five, the beginning, is like how you saw in the trailers, if you saw the trailers. Like it's class 1B versus class 1A. Uh, which is very nice because a lot of us never knew how much of class 1b's quirks are or like how much different they actually are because yes we follow the main characters in class 1a and they're supposed to be the better class um, quote unquote 
but it's good to see like it, it isn't that much of a difference in terms of the two classes and it's like how Tetsu Tetsu said I think back in season two I believe in the forest when he said what's the difference between our class and class 1a and he said all it is is this they have more opportunities and they're taking more advantage of the opportunities to be heroes so class 1b in all actuality if they were in class 1a i think they'll be right on par with them if not i like a couple of their quirks a little better to be quite honest when you when you see them but i feel like they're like almost equal in terms of what class 1a has been doing like if we just switch characters from class 1b to class 1a it'd be the same show to be quite quite frank like it's not going to degrade how class 1a is seen or what the dynamic is between the classes or between the characters within that class so i don't see it as a oh it's going to be a total how to say a total um takeover that class 1a just going to completely obliterate class 1b in this like kind of semi um, tournament they're going to have going on so be in for a surprise because a lot of quirks when you start really thinking about how they can be used it gets you thinking like hey class 1b is really up there and <laughs> if um if the arthur want to do any other way I, I can definitely see class 1b being the main class rather than class 1a by far but hopefully guys will like season five and i can't wait for the second arc mm -hmm. to start because that is going to be the best thing currently going anime guaranteed thank you guys for listening and that's a wrap with where to start episode two